Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. program kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network i am blake haas and today we will be talking with brian boki boki about his company fundertainment joining me today are two new kids first film critics ajay sharma as well as camille bajima and julianne noon we will be reviewing the movies miss minnows from the netherlands and the classic film and the classic films Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Freaky Friday, playing this month on HDNet Movies Kids Scene. Hey, Brian. So tell me about Hi. Funertainment. Uh, well, um, Blake, you know, we're actually a unique alternative to your traditional school fundraiser. So instead of selling, uh, you know, chocolate or gift wrapping or anything like that, we're actually DVD and Blu-ray movies. And so we have uh, distribution agreements with some of the major Hollywood studios, and we think that the product offering is a fantastic alternative uh, for consumers out there. Well, I, I think that's a really great idea. I never thought of that before. I mean, we have, all the, we have the gift wrap and stuff, but DVDs and Blu-rays is a fantastic new approach to this stuff. Absolutely. Um, now, when did this idea start? Well, I've been in the entertainment industry for about 10 years, and um, so I had the inside track as to what was going on and how DVDs and Blu-rays were being sold. And um, when you know our economy started getting hit, of course the studios started thinking about different ways to generate revenue, and it just hit me one day that uh, school fundraisers would be a great um, outlet, and it's never been done before, and I did my research, and so as of last year in January, um, I came up with the idea. Uh, I got on board with a, with, with a couple of industry professionals, and we launched our program as of September 2011. So it's, it's, it's fairly new. 
But, um, you know, the school year is, is almost at a close, and we're really excited about our progress. Yeah, I think that's uh, great. You guys are doing a great tr cause, and I saw that this is actually a nonprofit business, which I, I think is fantastic. Um, some, some schools today in America definitely need some money, uh, some help with money. So I think you guys are just doing a great cause. Okay. Uh, how long has this idea been around? Uh, well, it's been around since last year. Uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, in, in talking with other uh, fundraising companies out there, they've been trying to get into the DVD uh, business. You know, um, as you know, uh, get, um, I'm sorry, um, magazine subscriptions have always been a big fundraising opportunity. Uh, they started dabbling in music. Uh, books have been, you know, a, a, a product that's been sold through fundraisers. But no one's been able to get through... Um, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays because uh, the studios, they're really, you know, it's, it's hard to get into a studio unless you have some connections. And so uh, although I know people have been trying to get into this business, um, it really just started off last year when we, when we took the plunge and, and, and tried it out. Yeah, the plunge last year hurt everybody in our, in our economy. Um, so how many how many schools do you think have been uh, involved in this great plan across America? Well, so we're we're based in Glendale, and because our program is online, we can actually be nationwide. So we do have some schools uh, in different states, but um, we're we're focusing primarily on Southern California. We have a number of schools representing uh, thousands of students at the moment, and we are learning as we go. Um, you know. I've been in entertainment business for a while, but uh, working with schools is a different animal. And uh, now that we've been able to work with some schools and get their feedback, we've revamped our program. Uh, it's like night and day, and we're we're ready for a big push for the for the fall semester in, in 2000, uh, 2012. Well, I think that's just fantastic. How many films do you have in this program? Um, well, we have access to all studios, uh, but we we feature uh, a number of titles from Warner Brothers and Sony at the moment. Um, we uh, offer on our website over 900 titles available for purchase. So there's pretty much something for everybody. I mean, if, if you're you know if if you're looking to support uh, you, you know your niece or your nephew uh, and their school and uh, and you go on the website, you're bound to find something. Um, and uh, we also have, if you're not doing it online, you want to do it through catalog brochure, we do limited selections. Um, we do uh, movies of the month where we're showcasing 30 titles. We have a, a seasonal catalog, which is about uh, a little bit over 200 titles. And so if you, if you compare it to other fundraising programs uh, and, and, and their breadth of product, uh, we have a, a great selection for people to, uh, to choose from. That's great. It's a it's a lot like Netflix. It sounds like where you have access to all these uh, great films. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Blake Haas, and today we are talking about fun entertainment and the movies Miss Minnows, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Freaky Friday. So, Brian, you were already telling me about some of the great things fun entertainment has done for uh, our economy today. I was uh, wondering if. What's the average amount of money that the schools uh, who work with you have raised? Well, they have, uh, you know, endless potential. But, you know, a, a DVD uh, and a Blu-ray uh, on, our, on our website averages 
um, around ten fifteen dollars, and so when you multiply that by the amount of students, uh, the average uh, a, a school can potentially make is around twenty thirty thousand dollars, and so it's it, it's it's a really big uh, deal, uh, and it's a fun way to do it if, if you if you ask me because um, you're not you're not um, you're not forced to buy uh, things you don't want. I mean, you're, you're you're buying entertainment, which I think is America's pastime. Everybody says it's baseball, but I think uh, entertainment's been around forever. Everybody likes to, to to get away and and to and to watch something they like. So um, we think it's great. Yeah, that, that's a really good point that you brought up. Um, I absolutely love that idea because you know, I mean, you could you can sell cookies and stuff like that, but you know, there's just nothing like a great movie. So I'm really happy that you guys are bringing this experience. Yeah, and there's new there's new titles that come out each and every month or each and every week actually. So um, you're you're always going to find something new, and our and our website will always rotate new titles coming in. And so uh, if you bought at one point to support your you know your your, your a student, you can come back again and again. And that's why we think this this program is is unique because uh, uh, you can keep on contributing. Although people keep on contributing to Girl Scout cookies, they only have about four or five different flavors. But you know, uh, people know when it when it, when it when when it comes to that time of the year, uh, they want to support. You know, uh, this is just another way of doing it. You can support and have a and have a great quality product in return. Yeah, um, I just love this whole idea. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. It's def- like I said, it's definitely for a great cause. Uh, I was also wondering. Uh, being a longtime entertainment industry professional, um, what are some key contributors that have helped you with, out with this? Well, I was I was in charge of business analysis, and so I was uh, crunching numbers day in and day out. And so the, the you know it really helped in 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 starting the business because you you know you have to have a business mind. Um, as I mentioned before, though you're working with schools and they're not uh, and they're not corporate, and so you have to. So it's been a humbling experience in, 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 at the same time because I've had to figure out how to combine my analytical skills along with my personable skills. You have to work with, you know, these schools that that, that are uh, that, that are used to, uh, to to that kind of uh, environment. Uh, but you know, in working at Warner Brothers, it, it's it's the relation it's the relationships. You know, uh, uh, you have to. Uh, it's really hard to get into this. Uh, to, to crack this industry without knowing the right people, and luckily I've been introduced to a lot of great leaders in the entertainment industry, and uh, I think that's really helped out a lot. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So, with you having over hundreds of DVDs and Blu-ray titles, uh, which films sell the best? Um, well, we you know we were doing a promotion with the Harry Potter film, so that, that that's great. Usually our uh, our, our kids uh, titles because we're working with students um, and and they're the ones telling their parents, hey, I want this, I want that. Uh, those those have um, sold best, uh, and that's why it's great to have this you know affiliation with Kids First because we get to use your you know Kids First top 100 title ranking, and it lets people know that you know we're uh, you know we're we're paying attention to what. What, what kids and, and parents and what the public wants uh, deem as uh, appropriate and quality children's programming. And then you also have the grandparents of, of students that are, you know, they want to support their grandchildren. So uh, some of our documentaries are selling well, some of our classics. Uh, but we have, as I said, you know, it just, it just runs the whole uh, gamut as far as uh, the, the types of titles. Uh, but children's and, uh, and classics and stuff are doing, doing well. 
Wow, that's really great. Now, back on the uh, being appropriate topic for kids, um, are are there any restrictions on certain ratings? Like, do you guys only uh, sell G PG, or do you guys sell PG thirteen too? That's a good question. Um, actually, I get this a lot from schools because you know there is that concern. Uh, when when you're on the Fundertainment program, uh, your school is given their own dedicated landing page. So we create this for you, and you have control as to what your consumers can see when they visit it. So uh, let's say, for example, you visit the school's landing page. You see this. You see their logo. Uh, it, it tells you a little bit about the school and, and what you know what the cause is, and then you go right into their the products that are available. And if they say they only want G to PG 13, that's all they see. There's no R. Uh, but then we have some of the high schools and we have uh, you know other charitable organizations that don't mind. Uh, so so we we offer anything that they deem necessary or fit. Oh. Well, thank you, Brian, very much. I loved hearing about your program. Looks like we need to wrap it up. Let's take a break. I'm Blake Haas, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Big Cause, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation with Kids First film critics Ajay Sharma, Camille Bajima, and Julianne Noon. We will be reviewing the movie Miss Minnows from the Netherlands and the classic films Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Freaky Friday, playing this month on HDNet Movies Kids Scene. So, Ajay, what is this movie about? Um, it's about these four turtles who became mutants throughout radioactive substance in a sewer. They started out as babies and they grew bigger every day and turned into what they were. Um, with their master splinter, they learned kung fu and became Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, sounds like a very interesting kind of comic book feel of movie. Do uh the Ajay, do you have a favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene is when the leader of the Foot Clan dies. I know that sounds kind of rough, but just the fact that he was evil and it made everything seem like it was over. Yeah, I always feel the satisfaction in that movie when I see a very bad uh villain die or, or something like that cuz they finally finished them off. You know, it's pretty satisfying. So, Juliana, and, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, did you find any special morals? Uh, yes. If there is someone that's wiser than you, you should listen to them, because they probably know more than you do. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a very important moral, and definitely one that I use every day at school. So when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, uh, parents hated the violence, because, it, well, it's a 20-year-old movie, and back then when it first came out, uh, it was hated by, by a lot of parents. How do you think it stands up in today's violence in movies? AJ? It's, AJ? Um, I think compared to today's violence throughout movies and TV shows, it seems either regular or the today's is a lot more violent. Right, because well, one, with the release of The Hunger Games... You know, that was actually a very violent movie. I don't know if any of you saw it, but Juliana, what did you think about the contrast between maybe the violence in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Hunger Games? What's your opinion on that? Uh, I think Hunger Games was a lot more violent than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, uh, Ajay, uh, what did you think about the music in this movie? music was good, and it really set the mood throughout the movie. Cool, yeah. I, I, I really love it when uh, a movie has music that definitely sets the mood of the movie and gives uh, the movie something to go on about. Uh, out of... Now, uh, out of... Do you think I... Uh, Juliana... What age group do you think this movie will appeal the most to? Um, probably like 4 to 13. 
Now, why why would you think four to thirteen? Uh, because the older kids will think it's a little cheesy and boring. Yeah, well, with the movie being twenty years old and all, I I can see that happening. So, Ajay, out of five stars, what would you give this movie? Probably a three. Okay, so. If you give it three out of five stars, is there a specific reason? What was the overall production in this movie? What did you feel it had going for it? Excuse me? In, this, in the overall production of uh, this movie, how do you think they did with the music, the, the photography, the story? Well, I mean, I felt like the costumes seemed a bit unrealistic on the turtles and their master. But okay. everything else seems really nice to me. Cool, that's a good point. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Blake Cause, and today we are talking about Funtertainment and the movies Miss Minnows, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Freaky Friday. So, uh, Aja, do, what do you think about this? Uh, the plot of this movie? Did you like it, or... Could it, could it have been improved at all? I think it was pretty interesting, and it kept, kept me watching. Why do you think that? The overall plot, it just kind of drew you in with the action, and I liked Raphael the best because he seemed the most exciting, and his actions throughout the movie kept me in even more than anything else. Nice, yeah. One of my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Raphael as well. So, Juliana, uh, do you have a favorite character in this film? Uh, yeah, I like Michelangelo. Okay, what? Why do you like Michelangelo? Cause he's like always funny and making jokes all the time. Yeah, I, I remember him from uh, as a kid being the jokester. Uh, what were some of the? Did you have a favorite joke he said? Um, no, because I liked them all, and I thought they were all pretty funny. <laughs> so, this movie, I can definitely tell both of you guys like this movie. If you guys could improve this movie in any way, what would you guys do? I would change, like, the footage, like, the detail. Make it a little more up-to-date. So, like, the computer-generated uh, so, like, computer images, the CGI and the animation... What do you? What about you, Aja? I would definitely change the costumes, make them look more realistic on the turtles and the masters. Okay. Well, films like uh, E.T., which I just watched, The Sound of Music, uh, you know, all these classic films. Do you think uh, this would make a classic film? These these movies last generations. Uh, Aja, do you think uh, this movie would last a classic film? Would be I, don't think, I don't think so. Why, why, do you, why not? Because usually the other classic films have more of an important moral and they go more into detail and they appeal more to kids of all ages and I just didn't feel like that filled in all those. So, Juliana... Uh, what do you think about this movie being a classic film? Because people are still coming back to watch this movie 20, 
20 years later. What do you think keeps on making them coming back to this film? Um, I think because people think that it's not violent and it's good for like littler kids to watch instead of like movies like Chucky and other horror movies. That's a good point. So, Aja, what about you? What, why do you think people keep on coming uh, back to this movie? Well, maybe the uh, plot keeps them going, and the overall Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, how there have been remixes throughout the years. They want to look back and see, you know, how the original was. Yeah, it's also a really good point. Yeah, because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I've seen de a definite change from... Because I've seen both the new one and the old one. And this old one seems a lot more different than the new one. Let's take a break. I'm Blake Haas, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Blake Haas, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation with Kids First film critics, Ajay Sharma, Camille Bayima, Brianna Beaton, and Julianne Noon. We will be reviewing the movie Miss Manus from the Netherlands and classic films Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Freaky Friday, playing this month on HD9 Movies Kids Scene. So, Brianna, being foreign film and all, what was it like seeing a foreign movie, and how does it differ from uh, American movies? It was very interesting watching a foreign film because I usually don't see them, and it's different because they have different accents and different way of doing things. Yes. So, what is Miss Minus about? Miss Minus is an adaptation of the 1970 novel by this Annie M.D. Schmidt, and it's about a a cat that is curious and gets herself changed into a young woman by drinking some dangerous dangerous chemicals that she shouldn't have drunk in. And she dresses and talks like a young woman, but also eats and climbs trees like a cat. And I've, like, never seen that before. Wow, that sounds pretty creative and and must have required a lot of imagination to make. What genre do you think this movie would fit into? Probably dramatic and comedy. I mean, I know those two don't go together, but in some parts they, in some parts it's comedic, and some parts it's dramatic. Yeah, I often like to see that in a lot of movies. I think it's great when you they take genres and mix them that don't really often mix and do a good job at it. Did you have a favorite character in this movie? My favorite character was Bibi because she's a kid like me, and she likes to do. She likes to help just like I like to help, so it's really good relating to her. Yeah, I like to help out a lot, too. I think that's great that um, you can relate to such a character. Do you have a favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene is when Tibby and Miss Minus come together at the end, and it's just really touching. That's great. Uh, I love it when it's touching in films like this. Now... Uh, foreign movies get get a really good rap about uh, having some great and amazing music. What did you think about the music in this movie? It was good. It went with it in some movies that just doesn't happen, but in this it went really good. It was it was calm when it was supposed to be a calm moment. It was fast when it was supposed to be a fast moment. It was it went really well. Yeah, uh, it's probably music's probably one of my favorite parts about movies. I love it when. You know, the music reacts to the scenes that are going on. Uh, what did you think of the movie in general? In general, it was a good film. I just think it had a little too many cats for me because I'm a dog lover, so. <laughs> well, I'm a dog lover, too, and I can definitely see your reaction to that. Mm-hmm. So are there, are there any special morals in this movie? A couple of great messages in this film are to respect each other's differences because you, cause I've seen people judge people and I just don't think it's right. And to not judge a book by its cover because the outside appearance of Miss Minus is a woman, but underneath she's just truly a cat. Yes, that's very good. Those are two very important morals that you know I think it's important for everybody to know. What did you think about the photography of this movie? Did it have a certain art style? Was it animated or was it live action? It was live action. And with the filmography, I think it was good. I think they just could have 
like did more close-ups of each character because I think they deserved it. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think close-ups are a very important uh, important part of a movie. So, comparing this movie to some other modern movies, how do you think it would stand up against a movie such as, uh, I don't know, The Hunger Games? Well, for one, people don't change into things. I don't think so. But in The Hunger Games, they fight to the death, and for this, she's not fighting for nothing. Right, yeah, it's... It's comparing movies like that. It's, um, it's like comparing apples and lemons, you know. Yeah. Uh, out of five stars, what what do you think you would give this movie? A four, because I mean it's a great cat film, but again, I just think it has little too many cats for me. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Blake Haas, and today we are talking Funertainment and the movies Miss Manus, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Freaky Friday. So Brianna, this being a foreign film at all. I know that it wasn't subtitled, but it was dubbed. What was that like, watching something so unsettling as that? Actually, when it's dubbed, it's not that unsettling Well, to me, because I, I figured it out that it was dubbed and, like, half the movie was over. So, I mean, but with subtitles, I mean, you have to really pay attention and you have to really focus. And with that, you're just working too much. But on when it's dubbed, it's just easy to follow. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming at. You know, I experience that a lot when I go to, uh, like, restaurants and I, can, I only see the subtitles on the screen when, you know, if it's a sports game or something like that. Yeah. So, this uh, being a... Do you, do you think this movie has any potential to win any awards or... Even go maybe be nominated for an Oscar? I think yes, because it was very good, and I haven't seen anything like it, and I don't think I ever will again, maybe, don't know. But I think it will be for an Oscar someday, because it was very good, and it was just really complex. and to make you think like this one. So, this movie being about cats... Do you think uh, it'll appeal to, you know, all animal lovers, or is it mainly about cats? I think it's mainly about cats. Just mainly about cats, because, I mean, it's mainly about cats, like the movie, so I think we'll just go for that section of cat lovers. Not dog lovers, not eagle lovers, not whale lovers, but cat lovers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, all right. That's a good point. Uh, So... Back on the topic of the art direction this movie, did it have a specific art style that made it unique? That they brought to with using the f- photography? I didn't catch one. I mean, I think it's just like an, any other movie I've seen. I mean, I, I haven't seen that many movies, but the ones I have seen have the same... Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't see a lot of uh, yeah movies like that, that. Like, I think the last movie that I really saw that had uh, such a specific art style was Hugo and just how artistic that movie was. So the plot in this movie, do you think it could have been improved at all? or? Um, the plot in this movie, I think it was very interesting because I haven't seen it before. 
and most movies I've seen this bef- I've seen it before I I know how it ends it has a little twist but not that much but on this it it goes straight out and it has for a fling and I haven't seen it before as for the as for the like the main plot how she turns into a cat I think that I think it could be a, I think it could be a little longer how she turns into a cat because right when she right when the movie starts she turns into a cat and I'm just like what happened yeah, I can definitely sense the confusion going on with this movie. Well, it looks like we're running out of time. Let's take a break. I'm Blake Haas, and you're listening to Voice of American Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Blake Haas, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation with Kids First film critics Ajay Sharma, uh, Camille 
Bayama, and Julian Noon. We will be reviewing the movie Miss Manus from the Netherlands and the classic films Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Freaky Friday playing this month on HDNet Movies Kids Scene. So Camille, did you have a favorite? Uh, what is this movie about? Um, this movie is about a girl, a thirteen-year-old girl named Annabelle Andrews, played by um, Jodie Foster, who switches places with her mother for a day. Ah, so this is not the uh, the Disney one with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. No, it's not. This is the one made in nineteen seventy-six. Well, it definitely sounds like a classic. Yep. So, are there any special morals in this movie? Um, well, I think that um, the moral in this film is to, you know, not necessarily jump to conclusions. Because in this film, Annabelle um, thinks that it would be that her mother's life is so awesome. But, um, really, it's hard being a mother. <laughs> Is it the other way around, too? Yes. Her mother thinks that it would be totally easy to be her, too. <laughs> so, uh, did you have a favorite character in this film? Um, my favorite character is um, Annabelle's little brother named Ben, because he kind of reminds me of my brother. Um, be- yeah, he just really reminds me of my brother. Is your is your little brother silly and just really messes around a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what genre do you think this movie fits into? Um, I think that this would be a comedy. Comedy. Why do you think that? Is it just a funny movie? Um, yeah, there there are a lot of really funny parts in this film. Um, there is one when Annabelle is in her mother's body, and there's a boy that lives across the street named Boris that Annabelle has a crush on. So, and um, he has to stay home because he has, like, really bad allergies and stuff. So, um, so what happens is he comes over, and she flirts with him, and it's really funny because, you know, he, he thinks that she's Annabelle's um, mother. <laughs> It's pretty silly. I, yeah, I would get pretty nervous if this mom came over me and just started flirting. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, definitely. So the humor in this movie, uh, do you think it's more grown-up humor? Do you think it's more dark humor? What, what's your opinion? Um, I think that the whole family could enjoy it and, you know, get the humor. Definitely. That's good. Is there any reason why? Um, I just think that it's... It's it's easy, it's an it's a really easy movie to understand, um, and it's just funny. Yes. So, with this movie and the other movie being uh, much later with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis, what it, mm-hmm. have you seen both movies? I have actually. Um, I remember one time. Um, my mom accidentally wanted, my brother and I wanted to watch the new one, but my mom ordered me the old one. So, um, I've, I have seen it before. Ah, okay. So, again, so this is another classic film, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and people mm-hmm. still keep on coming back to this movie, 
even when it's uh, 20 or 30 years later. So why do you think people come back to a movie like this one? Um, I think that one of the reasons is because um, Jodie Foster is in this film. Um, and she's just, she's an amazing, great actress. And I really looked up, look up to her. And um, also because it's a funny family film, you know. Yeah. Uh, lots of yeah, lots of family fun can be found with these movies. And, yes. Uh, so out of out out of five stars, what do you what would you give it? I would give this movie four out of five stars because um, the quality of this film it was it was older, um, so I didn't think that it was really really good. Um, and there was also some smoking, and in this film. Oh, so do you so. There is some stuff to look out for when, if you have y- younger children watching this. Yes, yes. Okay. So, uh, the music in this movie, I remember the remake having a lot of rock, and, because that's the way Lindsay Lohan and her character was. How was yeah. the music in this film? Um, there wasn't actually much music in this film, but the opening song, um, it... Um, it was it was a great song. I really enjoyed it, and I found it stuck in my head after I watched this film. Um, it's called "I Like to Be You for a Day." Oh yeah, it sounds like yes. a pretty good song. Actually, I'm, I might look that up later. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Blake Haas, and today we are talking Funertainment and the movies Miss Manus, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Freaky Friday. So, what did you think about the photography in this movie? I thought that it was great. They did a great job filming, and, um, yeah, they, they did a really good job. So, other, other than that funny scene earlier, did you have any other parts of this movie that really stuck out to you? Um, I, I really liked the part when... Um, Annabelle in her mother's body is picking up her little brother, um, Ben, as I mentioned earlier, from school, um, and and they go and eat lunch at the park, and Ben's friends are there, um, and they're playing baseball, and Ben asks if he can play, and, you know, Annabelle says yes, but she's really good at sports, too, so she ends up playing, and it's really funny, because, you know, looks like... Ben's mom is playing. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does seem pretty funny. You know, the, the whole humor with uh, moms being old and stuff like that. It, it's yeah. just some cl- classic stuff that's always been around. So yes. you, you said you have seen the, um, the remake and this one. Uh, yes, which have. one do you like better? I think that I, I'd have to say that I like this version better. The older one. Yeah, it seems like that um, being more classic. Uh, is there any reason why you like this one better? Um, I just think that they did a little bit of a better job, and I liked I liked how they did it a little bit more because I mean the 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 newer Freaky Friday they kind of they put their own little twist on it, and I thought that that was very cool, but I didn't really like it that much. Uh, yeah, that is some things that we see a lot in movies today, especially remakes, where people often put their own twists on it, and maybe some people will like it, but a lot of people most of the time won't like it because it's not really staying true to the uh, 
you know, the old original story. Yeah, definitely. So in this film, are, are there any supporting characters that you thought were great other than uh, Ben? Um, I really liked um, Annabelle's friend. I forgot her name, but I, I, she, she, was, she was awesome. Cool. Why was she awesome? What did she do? Um, she was just a great friend, and she was a little bit funny at some times. She just said some funny things. So, in the beginning of this movie, there's definitely this rivalry between the mom and the daughter. So, what yes. did you, like, if you were to pick a side, whose side would you be on? The mother's or the daughter's? Um, I'd probably be on the daughter's side, because I am a daughter, too, and, um... My mom and I get into fights sometimes, and, you know, I think that I would feel good if somebody was on my side, too. That's a good point. So, anything else you'd like to share about this movie? Um, well, not really. Okay, that's great. So, thank, thank, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank uh, you. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I am Blake Haas, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. For more reviews of new films, be sure to visit our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.